Okay, I wanted to do this episode about um, the net worth of each Jackson family member, but I didn't want to spend much time on it. I'm going to give a little commentary here and there, and then I'm going to just leave it alone. So there's an article on www.therichest.com. And the title of the article is Every Member of the Jackson Family's Net Worth. I'm going to just skim through it and you guys can go and um, read the article in detail. So Marlon Jackson is listed at number 10 because he makes the less, the least. His net worth is $100,000. So they're saying that um, uh, Marlon was a dancer and... He's also uh, a real estate agent. And so when I read that, I was like, real estate agents make quite a bit of money. And Marlon is up there with all the people that have money. So what's the deal? So then I thought maybe Marlon was just busy on tour with his brothers. And they didn't factor in the money that the brothers make from the tours. So maybe his net worth is more than that. I don't know. Randy, it says in this article that the net worth is unknown, but it's less, it's, it is likely less than $100,000, which I can understand that because Randy, he did that shit with Karen Faye where they scammed a lot of fans and Michael was upset about that. And Randy also um, tried to get Michael to sign off on this contract with somebody that was a was a horrible business deal and he really tried to like he bully tried to bully Michael into doing this and no and then um it didn't work out for Randy so i think Randy has done so many bad business deals that it just deteriorated his uh net worth and then also not to mention the children that he has that he probably needed to pay child support for and also probably um alimony maybe so i don't know number eight is jackie which um his net that says his net worth is two hundred thousand. so it says that jackie went on to run two recording companies Now, I have this thought about that. I think that Jackie is working with some questionable Michael Jackson fans. You see a lot of these fans out here like to do special projects for Michael and things like that. And not a lot of us have the funds to do things in the way we would like. So we go out and we do our best, right? So, some of us even go so far as to do, like, a Cash App. Cash App or Vimo or whatever. And we ask for money. Or things that we do, we charge, you know, um, YouTube. You know, we have, like, these so many listeners that we get money and Maybe that's how people are able to financially afford doing certain projects for Michael. Like, you know, all these remixes and things like that. There are a couple of people out there that do remixes for Michael. But I was also thinking that maybe Jackie was behind, like, Brandon uh, Howard and 
um, different people out here that are quote unquote they look like they're Michael fans and and Brandon's trying to make it seem like he's Michael's son and shit. And I think maybe Jackie's behind stuff like that. Um, when you see a lot of these remixes and stuff like that, you don't really know. Like you're thinking, man, where does this stuff come from? And I'm thinking it may be Jackie doing some of this shit. So who knows? But could his uh, net worth be an estimated two hundred thousand? Yeah. That's, excuse me, especially if he's not owning the music that he's putting out. So you have Catherine and Joe, they put them together in this one. So they say that Joe, when he died at 89, his net worth was a total of $500,000. And it was due to some bad business dealings and being cut off from his children's wealth. Um, And I can see that happening because at the end of Joe's life, I think he was... um, the majority of the time he was in Las Vegas. I'm not sure where he passed that though. I'm not sure where he was at, but um yeah, so I can see Joe's net worth being five hundred thousand. Now they're saying Miss Catherine is a hundred million because she became guardian of Michael's children. But I don't think that's what it was. Catherine is getting twenty percent of Michael Jackson's estate. The money that Michael Jackson's estate makes. She gets tw- uh, 20% of that. And so I think her net worth is more than that. But that just that's just me. Then you have Tito Jackson. His net worth is $2 million. Which says... You know, it doesn't really say how he got the $2 million, but it kind of skims over the fact that Tito tried to reinvent himself in 2003, having a solo career as a blues musician. So maybe that's how he got his money. He's getting residuals from that. Royalties from that. I don't know. And then Reby Jackson, $2.5 million. Um, Reby is the oldest of the Jacksons. And so they're saying that... She uh, has 2.5 million net worth of 2.5 million, and I'm thinking maybe it's because of you know the music that she did. Like Centipede was really popular back in the day, so she's probably still earning royalties and stuff from that. Then you have Latoya, that's uh, her net worth is four million. Um, in the article, it doesn't mention Playboy or anything like that, so I'm thinking. That, um, you know, LaToya is still, excuse me, getting money from the Playboy Mansion estate. Because um, I think the bunnies get money for the rest of their lives. They get a certain, certain amount of money for the rest of their lives. I could be wrong, but I thought that's what I understood. But, um, I could be wrong about that. Um... Latoya has been on different TV shows, different TV series. She's had her own series on the Oprah Winfrey Network um, for two seasons, it says, Life with Latoya. Um, so, I don't know. I don't really know where Latoya gets her money from. It's That's kind of... That's a little iffy to me. I don't I don't know. Because she really doesn't talk about her business and, and what she does. So, Jermaine Jackson. Jermaine made a total of... This article says Jermaine did a total of 14 solo albums. And with that many albums... And Jermaine did pretty good with his albums. People were buying them and things like that. 
But um, I think that the only reason why his net worth is so low is because he owed so much money to his um, baby mamas and to his children. He's got a lot of kids. So I think that he's probably, you know, having to pay child support and um, alimony. Because, you know, none of them women was, you know, I don't think they were, I don't think any of them had a career when they met Jermaine. So he's probably still paying alimony. Um, Janet Jackson says her net worth is $175 million. We all know why Janet is worth that much. So, you know, she's worked hard and she's done her thing. But I feel like from 2000 and, what was I saying, 2001 to to, uh, 2008, Janet lost me. I just was not with the naked Janet and her showing her body. I I wasn't for any of that shit. Um, I enjoyed Velvet Rope on anything before that. And I enjoyed Unbreakable because Janet put her clothes back on. And when I went to go see her in concert, she had her clothes on. And I was happy about that. Because I was like, and there was no dominatrix show, none of that shit. And I was like, this is the Janet that I know. The the From 2001 to 2008, it was like, who the fuck is this? Like, I couldn't get with that shit. So, I kind of put, I kind of shelved Janet for a little while till she got her mind back. And so, um, you know, I just, uh, I was happy. I was happy. Because that cover for Unbreakable was flawless. Like, I love those bangles. That's like Janet's signature. Having that jewelry like that. I was like, damn, that shit is bad. I just, I fell in love with that look and all that hair. Like, it was just, it was perfect. It was perfect. She didn't have a face full of makeup. Janet was never one to wear a whole bunch of makeup anyway. She was always really natural and beautiful. So she didn't need all that. She didn't need to show her body either. I hated that she did that. But, you know, it is what it is, and that's life. So that's the Jackson family's net worth. I'm not counting Michael in that. So, if you want to calculate the family's net worth, and I'm not sure if Janet puts her money in with her family's money. So, um, you know, but she jumps from one brother to one sister at a time. And, you know, she gets along with this person this week and then that person the next week. So, I'm not sure where she's at as far as family money. But I don't see Michael's money anywhere near or close to being a part of the Jackson family money estate. Michael Jackson has his own fucking estate. Janet Jackson has her own fucking estate. His brothers and sisters have their own estates. They need to pull Janet and Michael in because let's face it. They don't, their careers weren't as lucrative. They could have been in their own way, but they decided against it. So what right do they have to bully somebody and tell somebody, we both had the same 24 hours in one day, but you did better than I did. So therefore, I deserve to get what you got. How the fuck does that shit sound? Mm Mm-mm. Michael was the only one that was there in front of that camera when he had to read 
in front of people exactly what the fuck he did not do. He had to ask for people to wait for the justice system to do his job. He sat there on camera a few times advocating for himself. And I don't remember any of the Jacksons being around him during this time. Let's see if I can find that video. And I want to leave y'all with that. Hold on one second. Let's turn this up a little bit. While I find this. I'm going to leave you guys with this, okay? Just think about Michael advocating for himself in his own words. I know his siblings were there during the 2005 trial. I know that. We're not going to continue to keep using that. That was one moment in time when they were there. And Randy used that to continuously bother Michael. His brothers used it to continuously bother Michael. And I think Janet, maybe Reby, and Latoya were there for the emotional support. I don't know. But all I know is that every time I saw Michael Jackson on TV advocating for himself and and trying to defend himself against these lies... He was by himself. I didn't see the entire Jackson family with him. So how the hell can we logically sit here and think that any amount of money of Michael's estate should go to his brothers and sisters or should be put into a pool of money with the Jackson family estate? Because guess what? If they did that, Michael's estate would own everybody. Y'all want to do that shit? Put all your money together. And we'll make it so that when it comes time for you to ask money, you got your hand out. Let's look and see what you contributed monetarily to this shit. And that's exactly what the fuck you're going to get. Think about that. All right. Thank you for listening. And here's Michael. And fans, I wish to convey... My, my deepest gratitude for your love and support. I am doing well and I am strong. As you may already know, after my tour ended, I remain out of the country undergoing treatment for a dependency on pain medication. This medication was initially prescribed to see the excruciating pain that I was suffering after recent reconstructive surgery on my scalp. There have been many disgusting statements made recently concerning allegations of improper conduct on my part. These statements about me are totally false. As I have maintained from the very beginning, I am hoping for a speedy end to this horrifying, horrifying experience to which I have been subjected. 
I shall not in this statement respond to all of the false allegations being made against me, since my lawyers have advised me that this is not the proper forum in which to do that. I will say that I am particularly upset by the handling of this mass matter by the incredible, terrible mass media. At every opportunity, the media has dissected and manipulated these allegations to reach their own conclusions. I ask all of you to wait and hear the truth before you label or condemn me. Don't treat me like a criminal, because I am innocent. I have been forced to submit to a dehumanizing and humiliating examination by the Santa Barbara County Sheriff Department and the Los Angeles Police Department earlier this week. They served a search warrant on me which allowed them to view and photograph my body including my penis, my buttocks, my lower torso, thighs, and any other error that they wanted. They were supposedly looking for any discoloration, spotting, blotches, or other evidence of a skin color disorder called vitiligo, which I have previously spoken about. The warrant also directed me to cooperate in any examination of my body by their physician to determine the condition of my skin, including whether I have vitiligo or any other skin disorder. The warrant further stated that I had no right to refuse the examination or photographs, and if I failed to cooperate with them, they would introduce that refusal at any trial as an indication of my guilt. It was the most humiliating ordeal of my life one that no person should ever have to suffer. And even after experiencing the indignity of this search, the parties involved were still not satisfied and wanted to take even more pictures. It was a nightmare, a horrifying nightmare. But if this is what I have to endure to prove my innocence, my complete innocence, so be it. Throughout my life, I have only tried to help thousands upon thousands of children to live happy lives. It brings tears to my eyes when I see any child who suffers. I am not guilty of these allegations, but if I am guilty of anything, it is of giving all that I have, all that I have to give to help children all over the world. It is of loving children of all ages and races. It is of gaining sheer joy from seeing children with their innocent and smiling faces. It is of enjoying through them the childhood that I missed myself. If I am guilty of anything, it is of believing what God said about children. Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. In no way do I think that I am God, but I do try to be God-like in my heart. I am totally innocent of any wrongdoing, and I know these terrible allegations will all be proven false. Again, to my friends and fans, thank you very much for all of your support. Together, we will see this through to the very end. I love you very much, and may God bless you all. I love you. Goodbye. I remember the day that aired on TV. And uh, that's where we moved in January of 1949. No, 1950.
January 1950. I was sitting in my living room and I was staring at the TV so intently because I said, <clears throat> Michael has got to say something. He's got to say something. And he did. He defended himself. Because I said, I know this, this stuff is not true. All this is a lie. I had to curse people out about Michael. Many times. But I knew in my heart, in my soul, in my spirit, that a man that can give all that he could give, I knew that he was innocent. I could do nothing but think about my father. And I was like, there's, Michael, there's no, no comparison. And I'm thinking to myself, how are people telling me I'm wrong? And I went through some fucking really disgusting shit. You gonna look at me and tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about? Many people got cursed out about Michael because I wasn't, I wasn't listening to that. I wasn't listening to that. I couldn't figure out anything though. Everything was so confusing to me when this stuff was happening to Michael. You know, I kept sitting there thinking. You know, and having issues with my own family and, and going to church and understanding that I learned that your family is your family no matter what. So I couldn't understand why nobody was there for Michael. It just was not making any sense. Then after my grandmother died, I started seeing us just, we didn't, we weren't a family anymore. Everybody was too far. Nobody wanted to come do this. Nobody wanted to do that. Then I found out more about certain family members and how I didn't want to be around them anymore. And so then this happens to Michael in 2019. This Leaving Neverland bullshit comes out. And everything just started clicking for me. And I started thinking to myself, I said, this bullshit about family being family forever is, is crap. You have to choose your family wisely. You can't just let people who are blood related to you run all over you and think that they're better than you and treat you like shit. I've never said this to you guys before. Um, but oftentimes, to be honest with you, in a lot of ways, my life 
and Michael's life were a little similar. I didn't suffer the grief that Michael did because I didn't become this person who was really successful. I never wanted to be. Because I knew how greedy certain people were. That's all they thought about was money, 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 money. That's all they fucking thought about. It was like a sickness. And it was like, I don't want to be a part of that. That's not what I want for my life. That's not who I am. So I purposely don't do certain things because I don't want people coming after me. For any fucking thing. I want them to just forget about me. I don't want nobody coming at me with their hand out. No, you remember this. And we fed. No, I don't want to hear none of that shit. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Someone told me one time. Maybe you're the person in the family that's supposed to get. All the shit. In the family. And I thought to myself, how the fuck could that person let that come out of their mouth? How? How could you fix your mouth to say some shit like that? How would you want somebody that you call yourself loving to be treated like a doormat? Why? Why? Why would I have to be the person to always be the first one to apologize? The first one to smooth things? Why do I need to be a doormat? When that person said that, I was like, no. That was the beginning of the end of our relationship. Because I said, this person does not love me. And would not want me to be treated like shit. But then that person told me to my face, if you had never said anything about your abuse, your mother and father would still be together today. And yeah, you want to know who that person was? My mother. Yep. I don't talk about her. Because it's taboo in the black community to talk about your parents. Right? So I want to leave you guys with that. We gotta stop allowing people to make us think that we don't deserve anything in life. My mother was abused by my father as well. So she has issues of her own. But I don't I don't blame my mom for saying that shit to me. Because she suffered many years of misery. But that's her story to tell. But I've chosen to not be a part of that. And just love my mother from a distance. Because I know that she doesn't mean to be the person that she is. 
but she just is. And I can't do anything about that. And she isn't going to change herself because she don't, she doesn't want to see that part of herself. And you can't make people be who you want them to be. They're going to die the way that my mother is going to die. The way that she is. I cannot change her. I can't make her the mother that I felt like I always needed a mom to tell me that she loved me and to hug me and to kiss on me. I never, never got that. I don't remember my mother telling me that she loved me or hugging me or anything. Nothing. There was always this distance in between us. And that's because my mother suffered a lot of fucking abuse from my dad. A lot. And I blame him for that shit. Blame him for that shit. Because he had... I don't know how many kids before he married my mother. And him and my mother got married when they were 18. And she was a virgin. So please don't let people out here tell you that family blood is family forever. Don't do that. If you have a pedophile in your family, if you have a parent that's not treating you right, and you know you deserve better, deal with things however you feel like you want to deal with it. But for me... I'm not going to love you and sit by and watch you get treated like trash. So I don't deal with people who can't let go of toxic family members. Because I'm just not going to hear the complaints. I'm not going to hear the gossip. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So you're going to be like-minded if I'm going to be around you. Or you're just going to not say shit to me about how fucked up your relationship is with these blood relatives that you still continuously want to be in the situation. I can't do it. I don't like seeing people that I love in pain. That's one of the reasons why I just decided not to talk to my mom anymore because I don't like seeing my mom worry about me I want her to understand and know that she deserves to have a nice life without me without thinking about what's going on with me how am I doing and all this kind of stuff me telling her it's, we don't have a relationship I'll never have a relationship with my mom like that because every time I told her my problem she would be like well why don't, don't you have you know she would always want to not hear what was going on with me we don't have that mother-daughter relationship and I don't blame her I don't blame her because I remind her of what she didn't do as a parent and what parent wants to sit and look at a child that you know you didn't protect for many years I was forced to be around my dad. Even after he did what he did to me. So you think everybody takes it in differently. Not everybody protects their child. I did some of the similar shit my mother did. 
We carry on these generational curses. And we can stop it. We don't have to. Look at the Jackson family for an example. How toxic Michael's brothers and sisters were to him. And I'm not going to say that, you know, Michael was perfect and he did everything right. But at least for God's sake, whenever his brothers and sisters needed him, Michael was right there. He was right the fuck there every single time. And he never sat on TV talking about their fucking business. No, I heard that Janet could down a bottle of vodka like nobody's business. Did Michael get on TV talking about that shit? Y'all heard him in that in his speech. He said he went for treatment for the pain medication. How many times do we need to hear everybody else talk about what Michael came what it came out of his mouth? Michael didn't hide shit from people. His struggles and what the fuck he was going through. He talked about his vitiligo and his lupus and he talked about all that shit. We gotta start letting Michael talk for himself. I really hate seeing people stay in relationships that they know they are not happy in and it doesn't matter if you're family. Don't be blinded by that shit anymore. Don't be blinded by that. Don't be blinded by that. We're not slaves anymore. Our ancestors got us out of that shit. We're allowed to pick and choose who our family is now. You want to know how the fuck I got through this life? How I'm still getting through life? By the kindness of strangers. People that I don't even fucking know. So that's why I fight for Michael's kids. And I'm going to continue fighting for them. Because I want them to know there is at least one podcast out there that's fighting for them. And for them to run their father's estate, they should have been, they should have been behind the scenes running shit right after Michael died. There should have been no question. But his siblings got in the way and manipulated the situation. And things got all fucked up. Yeah. I don't believe in this blood is blood shit. Mm-mm. Never will. Never will. I know I did right by my sons, and I know I wasn't perfect. But I know I tell my sons I love them all the time. And I know that I kissed and hugged on my sons all the time. They never forgot nothing. Nothing. Week-long celebrations of birthdays. They had two, three birthday cakes. Big Christmases. We didn't, I didn't, uh-uh. Nope. 
In 2007, when I was honorably discharged, I fucking went downhill. My sons went right on with me. Each of them. Right by my side. One on each side. Right there with me. Three times in my life, I've lost everything. Three times. It's not going to be a fourth. It's all uphill from now on. When you try to love people that don't love you and don't love themselves and they cannot be who you deserve for them to be, you got to put space in between you and that person. Live life however the fuck you feel like you can live it. But for God's sake, do not compromise your happiness for any damn body. I don't give a fuck who it was, who it is. Don't compromise your happiness. That's not being selfish. That's living as God intended you to live. God didn't say suffer and take on somebody else's burdens. They made a decision to be who they're going to be. That's not your fault. That's not your problem. My mother is in Florida living good with my brother and my nieces. I think I got four nieces. I don't, I don't know if they've had more kids after that. I don't know. But all those people, they're happy together. Let them be happy together. I'm happy for them that they're happy together. Is it right that I talk about my mom? I'm not saying anything that's not true. I'm not putting our business out there. I'm not dogging my mom out. Because she worked hard as a single mom to raise me and my brother. Very hard. We weren't... She made a dollar too much to get on welfare. We were never in... uh, subsidized housing we were never on HUD housing we you know my mother always kept us in stable environments and we moved around a lot when I was little that's she was young she didn't know anything about life nobody taught her anything so I'm not gonna sit there and be in her face and have all this she doesn't want to be reminded of my memories and my recollections and my asking questions and let her live her life and be happy and I have to think about answering my questions and I have to think about you know me talking about this or me talking about that let her be happy she is happy down there with my brother I hate Florida. I don't want to be down there. I don't want to be down there. I was in two hurricanes, Opal and Andrew. I will never forget that shit. Scariest shit I've ever been through in my life. Never want to go through it again. My brother is used to the north. My mom, she used to live in the south, but up in the mountains of Kentucky. That's where she was born and raised. And then she came down to Michigan. So they didn't have them hurricanes and stuff. But when they go through a hurricane, a really good one, 
They may still like it down there. Who knows? But that shit is not for me. I'll take Michigan over anybody, any day. And somebody will say the same about Florida. But I don't want to chance that shit no more. So I hope you guys got something out of this episode. I'm I'm not trying to, you know, make the Jackson family look bad. Or I'm not trying to dog them out or anything. But I want these generational curses to stop. It, it takes one person in every family to stop it. You can stop it with your family or... Your child is going to stop it with their family. Generational curses have got to stop. Michael Jackson is dead. And I want to know why. I want answers. And I'm not satisfied yet. And I'm not going to be satisfied until I learn the truth. Nobody is going to sit here and try to convince me otherwise. (sighs) All right, guys. That's enough of me talking. I have tomorrow off and I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy it. I got to teach half the day. Then I'm going to go pick up some those um, lanterns. That you put the the lamp oil in. So I'll be able to light my my little lamps like Charles Ingalls does. I'm excited. (laughs) Alright guys. You take care. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much for supporting me. I appreciate you.